Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey everyone, this is Corey from And The Podcast Will Rock. On Saturday, December 17th, Mark and I held a little live show uh, on YouTube and on our website. Uh, that we uh, dubbed the Deep Dive December, where we invited uh, some of our buddies from the Deep Dive Podcasting Network on the show uh, to talk a little Van Halen with us, as well as uh, some other fellow podcasters. Uh, tonight, you're going to get part one of that uh, marathon five and a half hour uh, live stream that we did. Uh, I just wanted to come on here real quick first and just apologize for the audio. Uh, two things. One, uh, I was trying a, a whole new setup uh, on this live show with with OBS and a bunch of uh, other different applications, which uh, visually I think uh, went pretty well. Uh, if you go to our YouTube channel, you can actually watch the full video uh, of these shows. I'm, I'm kind of cutting them down uh, a little bit to make them a little more uh, easier to ingest for you. But uh, uh, but the audio, uh, it was a real issue. And I couldn't hear that in my headphones when we were recording. Uh, it's very uh, thin and buzzy and gross and the song doesn't sound so great. Uh, so I just wanted to apologize up front uh, for the audio, but I felt that the content was good enough that we would uh, keep the show uh, kind of as is. I tried to clean it up uh, as much as I could, which isn't very much, unfortunately, but uh, I hope you'll stick with it because we've got a tremendous panel and, and some great songs we're going to be covering uh, off of these three uh, upcoming episodes. So uh, please uh, enjoy part one of Deep Dive December right here on And the Podcast Will Rock. Well, 
Welcome all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between, whatever you want to label yourself, it's all good. You have joined us for another live edition of And The Podcast Will Rock. Welcome. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, is Corey Morissette and so much more. Corey, how you feeling? Are you excited? Do you have your festive boozy drink with you? I've, I've got, got an entire, entire uh, decanter uh, of boozy drinks. You can't see because of the damn Zoom uh, background. But, yeah, it's been a very stressful day. I was working all day. The hockey game I was shooting went very late. Uh, so I had to rush here and kind of get everything uh, on the road. It's my first time using OBS for a live stream with Zoom with all these overlays and everything else. So the odds of me keeping the train on the track are slim to none. Uh, but we're going to have a good time, hopefully. Absolutely. No, I have every confidence in the world in you. And so does everybody <laughs> else. Well, but we do, and that's uh, that's that's what that's what matters. It's about believing. That's what uh, the holidays are all about. We believe in you, uh, and the people believe in us. Some of those people are uh, some guests that we have joining us for the live show. Yes, uh, we built this as Deep Dive December. We wanted to hear from our, our Deep Dive brethren and our fellow podcasters. Uh, so we, we bought, uh, brought some of our favorites on here tonight, and hopefully some more uh, are going to be popping on a little later. Uh, let's start here on the bottom of our screen. You see in the deep, dark shadows is the sexiest man alive, Tom McGinnity. Uh, right next to him is his brother, Sean. They are the uh, Sean Geek and Fast Red Podcast. How's it going tonight, boys? Awesome. Sweet. Thank you very much for, for coming on the show. I know you were scheduled to be on the, the first live show, uh, but some uh, family matters kind of got in the way. So we're, we're lucky that you guys were able to take a Saturday off in December and join us here tonight. Yeah, it's great. We just, uh, I just finished wrapping, finished wrapping all the Christmas gifts like 10 minutes ago. Nice. Actually, I just did, I just did the same thing. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's perfect because there's still time to get something to me. Uh, Manitoba's not that far from uh, Saskatchewan. I don't know if it'll get to Mark in time, but uh, mine will arrive, will so that's good. It, it, it will not, but uh, but I would appreciate just the uh, uh, it's the thought that counts. So you know, we'll just we'll just assume that uh, the thoughtful gift is on the way. Speak, okay. Speaking of thoughtful, uh, he has been so good to the show, and uh, he keeps. Uh, uh, on whenever our whims, uh, you know, we, we decide we want a video recorded or anything. Kevin Brown is more than happy uh, to uh, to do it up for us. We're actually going to play one here tonight. But uh, Kevin Brown, host of the Tom Petty Project and the brand new Seaside Pod Review, where uh, you know you guys are spinning a wheel. It's very unique. It's never been done before in podcast <laughs> history. But it, it's a fantastic show. I love what you guys are doing over there. Kevin, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thanks so much, man. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun tonight. It was great last time on the live stream, so I'm really looking forward to it. And I've got my uh, coffee, coconut, chocolate, stout ready to go. So we'll see how the night evolves after three or four of these. Could be good. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> and when you're talking the Deep Dive Podcast Network, you're talking about the godfather of the Deep Dive Podcast Network. I think he's been on every show. He's listened to every single episode of every single show. So we're going to be throwing to him a lot. Uh, you know, he's a podcaster. He's an author. He's an amateur magician. Uh, you know, he, you could see him uh, performing with Cirque du Soleil on the Las Vegas Strip. It's the one and only Scott Haskin. How you doing, Scott? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me back. It's, uh, I had such a good time last time. I was really excited when I found out you were doing another one. Yes, and uh, we were hoping that more folks from the Deep Dive Podcast Network could make it, but unfortunately, you know, this is a busy time of year. Uh, so many of our uh, podcasting brethren are, are overseas. Uh, so I know uh, uh, Hattie from the uh, Judas Priestcast was saying, well, I might show up, but it's 8 a.m. on Sunday. 
uh, when, when you guys are, are going live. So uh, she wasn't she wasn't sure if she could make it, but uh, we're happy to have Scott here because we're just going to put him on the spot when it comes to every single show when we go through the uh, the rundown. Maybe Scott, as you do on the Backtracks Aerosmith show every week, why don't you give us a rundown on all the shows that people can find on the Deep Dive Podcast Network? Well, I would be happy to do that, Corey. Uh, my gateway drug into this podcasting world was Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast. Uh, I have a podcast called Uriah Heap the Magician's Podcast. We have The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered, Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the Other Side. We have Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods, our Queen Podcast. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge, our Hawkwind podcast, Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. We have Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the ultimate Aussie podcast. We have Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast, George and Hattie at Judas Priestcast, Mark, our own Mark and Corey at And the Podcast Will Rock, which we're listening to right now. John and Corey and myself do another show called Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited, and then John and Corey do another show called Backtracks Theme Music. A lot of nepotism in this brotherhood. We have Clay and Rye at the North by South podcast, Greg and Jonathan and So Far, So Pod, So What. We have Kevin at the Tom Petty podcast, Quinn at N Volume for All, and we have Nick, Sav, John, and Mark at the Rock Roulette podcast. There you go. Quite That's the whole episode. rundown. Yeah, quite a lot. And actually, uh, we got a little pre-recorded uh, message uh, from the boys from the Deep Purple podcast. So let's uh, cut to that right now. Well, thank you. Hey, this is Van Halen. Uh, in the very early days, the early club days, a bootleg of them playing Might Just Take Your Life by Deep Purple. And my name is Nate, and I'm the host of the Deep Purple podcast, along with my co-host, John. We've been doing the show for about four years now, um, almost at episode 200, and uh, we do it every week, released on Mondays, and it's a deep dive into a particular Deep Purple album, live performance, one of the spinoff bands, a related band, or just something we feel like talking about that week, so... Um, uh, we're also on the Deep Dive Podcast Network with all of these great folks, including, and the podcast will rock, love the podcast, listen to it every week, always excited to see what episode's going to be coming up, and it's really expanded my appreciation and knowledge of Van Halen, so thanks for doing what you do, guys. You've been at it for over a year. You've made it further than almost 95% of podcasts out there. Great job. Um, really sorry that we couldn't make the live stream, and hopefully you'll be able to to have us on or one or both of us on in the new year so uh thanks guys uh talk to you soon have a great live stream all right all right we are back so that was uh uh the boys from the deep purple podcast uh nate and john we actually just had john on backtracks aerosmith revisited we taped that uh, earlier this week that's going to be coming out sometime in february but we had a lot of fun with john uh but we also have the boys from the sean geek and fast red podcast uh sean uh, maybe tell the folks a little bit about your show and what you got coming up boy <clears throat> uh it's uh basically todd and i we're two brothers we're musicians i'm the geek he's the fret we kind <laughs> of uh we use our different uh perspectives to just talk about different topics uh music is very prominent on the show we do talk a fair amount of van halen rush and uh other things of course but uh yeah that's basically it every week we find a topic to geek out or fret out about 
or we don't have a topic and we just kind of wing it and then we start <laughs> off with one language. topic and then we take a left turn somewhere at albuquerque and then uh, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't look anything like the beginning of the podcast so we just kind of uh i was thinking of, of getting a, a timeshare in albuquerque <laughs> i thought it'd be a good place because we keep taking a wrong turn there we'll just stop overnight that's definitely been your last couple of shows i thought it was going to go one way then it turned into something completely different it was it was pretty cool (laughs) give your timeshare uh uh to albuquerque uh, a go but just steer clear of the little blue crystals uh fans of a tv show will know what i'm talking about on that (laughs) oh uh mark we already got some people watching here tonight we should bring this one up uh uh, Connor Burton training already says ready and excited. That's what she said. Uh, I'm a fan of anybody who's going to break out an office reference out of Van Halen <laughs> podcast. So uh, hopefully Connor's still watching. Thank you very much. And then uh, we got this contact here from Rava Flav. She got a doorbell sign that said, bring it or don't ring it. There you go. So a couple yeah. people watching anyway. Thank you very much. Yeah, we appreciate you. There you go. Take a shot. It's live. Everyone take a drink <laughs> every time I say that because it's a catchphrase. Apparently <laughs> there you are. Yay. And that's what it's all about for this show. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, what you know. If if you're new to the show, by the way, uh, thank you for somehow stumbling upon this. But what we do is we break down the catalog and discography of Van Halen, one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, and we do it one track at a time. We spin a wheel, and whatever the wheel decides to bestow upon us, we listen to it and we talk about it. Um, Everyone on this uh, panel knows the drill. You know the drill. Uh, Chances are uh, this is not your first time at the show. So welcome back. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, tuning in live. So, Corey, uh, in terms of Van Halen news, uh, I'm not sure there's a lot going on right now uh, live unless somebody on the panel uh, has something to contribute to that. Anybody got anything going on? Well, uh, there's one thing that you can find on the Van Halen News Desk. I didn't get a chance to listen to it yet, but uh, uh, they just posted this, I believe, today. Uh, rock journalist Yaz Obrecht releases complete 1978 audio interview with Eddie Van Halen. So that would be ah. really, really cool to hear from Eddie uh, way back in 78. So um, there's also some upgraded footage from the 1980 World Invasion Tour uh, that you can find currently on the Van Halen News Desk. So uh, I would recommend everybody go to the Van Halen News Desk. Check both of those out. Uh, Eric Senich has said he is going to stop by a little later. Um, he's hosting a concert right now, uh, but once that's done, uh, he's going to pop in. I said, considering how the last show, how, uh, how long that one went, we're probably still going to be around <laughs> yeah, probably, probably just getting, be, yeah, yeah, probably just starting the second song actually around that time. So, uh, we'll have that to look forward to. But yeah. Was there any, I know what Scott Haskin uh, mentioned, uh, he might have a little piece of Van Halen trivia he wanted to bust out. Ah, well, it's a, it's kind of a, a, like a multi-part trivia question, but what I didn't tell you, Corey, is that it's actually related to the show, the office. Oh, nice! Oh, so I'll I'll throw the first part out to you guys. What Van Halen song did The Office attempt to license for one of their episodes? Oh man, I've only seen the UK Office. Oh really? Shocking, but yeah, I've never <laughs> watched the American one. So I mean, oh, I can take man. a stab. Yeah. American one's better. You know what? Uh, maybe Rave of Flav is onto something. He said, "Give me something to write on, man." I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess "Hot for Teacher," because mm-hmm. my man uh, Rave of Flav uh, threw out a "Hot for Teacher" uh, quote on there. Okay. Anybody else got a guess? I'm gonna go uh, with "Ain't Talking About Love." I'm going with "Right Now." Okay. Anybody else? I'll guess "Black and Blue." 
Because why not? Todd? <laughs> Unchained. Well, it was right now. Oh, good. Oh. Oh, Gino had guessed uh, Panama. Uh, sorry, it wasn't Panama. Good guess, though. Yeah. Uh, I will say the the epi- this song did not make it in because no. they they wanted to charge a little more than the office wanted to pay. Anybody want to take a stab at how much the licensing fee was to play about thirty seconds of the song? Fifty grand. Okay. 10, I'll 000. say ten thousand. I'll, I'll say a hundred grand. Okay. I'm gonna go, go with uh, two fifty thousand. That's exactly what I was going to say, because I think the office has got a big budget. And I think anything under that, I think they would have just said, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, and I think that was the premise besides uh, asking for the hundred grand, Corey, you're right, oh. uh, because they figured that the office had a big budget. What what people don't understand is, yes, but we don't have a big music budget. <laughs> that's, yes, that's very, very true. So they chose not to go with that song. Um, I'll give you a clue on this part of it. What song did they replace it with that is related to the band Black Sabbath? Mm-hmm. You, you, you can't, can't give us like an episode, episode hint or anything? Or a clue? Uh, well, I can, I can tell you the episode. Um, I'm not sure it's going to help, though. It's the seminar. Okay. In which Andy tried to uh, oh, get people uh, to buy into his uh, his program. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, wasn't it... Uh... Oh no, I might be thinking of a different. Uh... So you said related to Black Sabbath, not Black Sabbath. Correct, related oh, to Black Sabbath. Related to Black Sabbath. Mm. Okay. Oh, it was a uh, it was a crazy train because Kevin Malone, the character, uh, yeah. starts running in with his presentation to that song. That's right, slapping hands. Yeah. And yeah, nearly passes out about thirty seconds in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the final part of this question is then: How much did the uh, publishers of Crazy Train charge the office to allow it on the show? Oh God, twenty-five grand. Okay, it's Sharon. I'm guessing seventy-five. <laughs> Good call. I'll, yeah, go, yeah, sure. I'll go fifty then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Todd. I'll be a dollar. Nice. <laughs> well played. Without, go, without going over. Is that right. that goes. Price is right rules always. Yeah. Price is right rules. Uh, this time it's Kevin. 50 grand was what they nice. paid. So nice. they still had a, a fairly substantial music budget. I mean, 50 yeah. grand for about 30 seconds of, of music is, is a lot of money to pay. Okay. Uh, but this is how a lot of artists are making their money now. They're not making it on, on record sales and things. Licensing has really become a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why uh, Van Halen pushed for the 100 grand. That's why they didn't get in the show. Well, well the, the show was a hit at that time. Had they asked like, like season one or two, yeah. they had no budget. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, it would have been, you know, a few thousand dollars probably would have been the offer if it had been season one or two. Uh, but th- this is like season six or seven, I think. Yeah. So uh, by that point, yeah, they were well, well yeah, it's into like five the, or six. Yeah. yeah, making making bank. And you think, though, that's just one 30 second clip. You think of how many yeah. 30 second clips or 10 or 15 second clips they need for a series yeah. like well, and, and I think that's why you don't hear a lot of music on shows like The Office. Well, for one, it's documentary style. So unless yeah. they're in somebody's car or unless somebody's singing a song or something, there's not really a lot of logistical room for it. But uh, I don't know. I think right now would have been a great pick for that scene. I'll tell you, season one or two, they would add about 500 bucks for a song. So they probably would have got something from Disturbed. 
the Lim um, Biscuit. Bringing that one, Lim Biscuit. Bringing that there you one go. back. You're bringing that back. <laughs> so tune into uh, a Friday show, or uh, tune into Backtracks actually. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the next Backtracks theme music. Yeah, we we did. Yeah. Uh, we actually did a Queen song, Kevin. Uh, Mark oh, nice. picked yeah, uh, yeah. Who Wants to Live Forever from uh, from Highlander. Highlander. Yeah, the, great song. And, and, and the, song. They suggested David Draymond would be a good one to, to uh, cover Who Wants to Live Forever on the Highlander reboot uh, soundtrack, and I disagreed. And Corey had a conniption at that at, at that uh, uh, suggestion. Just the the like the very idea was so absurd that John must be under the influence of something. I personally said uh, I think Devin Townsend would crush a cover uh, of that. Oh but, God, yeah, Devin Townsend, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, but let that be a lesson to all you would-be musicians out there. Get your music licensed so you can have it played on TV and movies because uh, merch sales aren't going to do it for you either, apparently, according to uh, a lot of articles I've been reading lately. It's it's tough out there playing music, but it wasn't tough for Van Halen, obviously, because look at them. They, they've become uh, one of the biggest superstar bands uh, of all time, really, and very influential. And that's that's why we're here, and that's why we're celebrating it. You got any more trivia there, Scott? That uh, that ex that's the expanse of my Van Halen knowledge right there. <laughs> all right, let's wrap it up. Uh, no, <laughs> we, we, we have some guys. We have some other things we need to, do, including uh, reading the Twitter comments because exactly last week, which was literally uh, yesterday, uh, we dropped the show Love Walks in, and uh, we had a lot of fun talking about uh, Sammy and his. Uh, uh, extraterrestrial uh, friends. Uh, although uh, one commenter very mad at us, uh, you know, we did, we, you know, we call this immature basically because yeah, he thought it was a, a beautiful love song. Let, let, let's maybe get to the uh, the the Twitter comments, uh, Mark, if you will, from Love Walks In. Absolutely, we did Love Walks In on the at the Rock and Pole. Uh, this one uh, was uh, kind of what I expected anyway. Uh, we had a whopping seventy four point four percent. What dreams are made of and a 25.6% the dream is over. And if you tuned into the show, you know exactly which way Corey and I voted. Uh, so I am I have not looked at the at the commentary, so I'm I'm very excited slash um, I'm ready to roll my eyes at uh, what's <laughs> going to be said. But uh, let's, let's dive right into it. Kyle Anderson says, going against the cult of Mark the Bat, I resent that, <laughs> Love Walks In is what dreams are made of. When I hear the song, dreams walk in. Well, I'm very happy for you, Kyle. For me, not so much. So uh, <laughs> there it is. Uh, from uh, some familiar faces uh, called Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast, seems like good dudes, uh, they say there is very little that can go wrong on this album, and some of these songs are they, they age like fine wine. All that being said, the song is now always going to be awkward for me from here on out. It was bad enough when Sammy explained it was aliens, but I was hoping it was really a metaphor and kept the song special. But now, with American Pie explanations from Mariano and other awkward alien anal probes, well, this song has been sullied. But damn, did you all make me laugh hard. Well, we we live to entertain. <laughs> so uh and uh i apologize that now your association with this song is sullied um you can thank uh both Corey and john mariano for that hey. i hate john i hate john now he just ruined that song for me man god damn it he d yeah he uh, good point uh christy from from backstage over here said i think john lives for that hatred and he does it's it's oh, he a, does. It, 
It gives him power, and we love him for it. Christy also he... said, Christy also says, who doesn't like this song? How? Mark, you voted down this song. So explain uh, to Christy why. <laughs> well, okay, I'll explain to the troll in the chat. Wait, who's behind you? Who's behind you right now? Who's behind you right now? Somebody's coming right behind you right now. We have a, a beautiful trees behind me, nothing else. Um, but I'll explain to this uh, this Christy person. Uh, the so I, As I explained on the show, if, if only they listened to the show, what a concept. Um, it's not a terrible song. It's not. There was a lot that I liked about it. However, it just didn't land where I was hoping it would land. Whether or not that had to do with uh, the context being provided while we were listening to the song from two different parties, I don't know. Who's to say? But uh, just the song itself, for uh, for all of its uh, uh, good things, it just it just didn't work for me. But that's just me. So uh, there you are, Christy. I hope I adequately uh, answered that question for you. And if I didn't, oh well. Moving on. Uh, some guy named Kevin Brown says, Brilliant episode again, guys. Good to hear Uncle Salty John on the show. <laughs> Uncle Salty, that's his name now. Yep. Killer track. Shows that Eddie could write a perfect pop song as well as a perfect hard rock song. Superb keyboards throughout, another guitar, slick solo, and great vocals. And we don't talk about those lyrics. No, Kevin, we don't. We don't <laughs> need to. Like, especially now that we that we know, we don't need to talk about them ever again. Uh, Jonathan P. Todd says, need more of John Teenage Cult of Asgard ejaculate Mariano on. <laughs> Great episode. I mean, you can uh, you can message him directly, Jonathan, for that separate show. But we, <laughs> you know, that we only need so so many of those on on our. Oh God. You know, and you t you talk to Corey about that. He works enough with John as it is. Uh, but uh, moving on into uh, more of the po the uh, commentary on the tweet on the tweets. Uh, Jonathan Pitot says, uh, "Great song. I wish you could have spent more time on the music." The bass line is top three in the Van Halen catalog. The solo, it is a piece of music by itself, and I love the lyrics. So much to interpret. Well, we tried. We tried very much to stay on, on the music, and, uh, you know, the fates just decided that wasn't in the cards for that episode. Um, so I'm sorry. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, maybe maybe one day we'll do, like, a redux and try again I don't he, know. he's he's dead out the money about that solo though like absolutely oh yeah no fantastic. fantastic solo i just i just wish i could have uh appreciated it more I, my brain was just too boggled by all the information i was being given at that time uh gene hickey says song is thumbs up had trouble sleeping last night worried about coming around and waking up to find aliens waiting for my opening to pull my string put on the tv and american pie was on this episode may require some therapy. Yes, Gene, and that's why you listen to us for your therapeutic uh, needs. Yeah, we'll, it's we'll why call he, it need. It's, it's why, why he did listen to us. I, I think we may have lost Gene, which is unfortunate because uh, he's uh, fantastic. Sorry, Gene. Well, maybe maybe you'll come back to us one day. Uh, the Deep Purple Yule cast. Uh, friends of the show obviously uh i enjoy this song despite the insane explanations you read by sammy hagar about what the song is about yikes <laughs> so, i know yikes is is, is uh, definitely a word to be used uh for all of that uh gregory muse says okay too many beers while listening to the podcast but as long as boy playing i'm happy big thumbs up <laughs> boy gregory love it I mean, that definitely uh, is a show for uh, 
getting your drink on and just having a laugh because as i say we're nothing if not entertaining even if the song we're talking about is it's out there uh someone by the name of fan halen with a ph see what you did there absolutely awesome one of my faves and ed's second solo was the most soulful he ever laid down in my opinion that is a take uh but it is a good solo so i'll give you that one yeah uh dare Urs, a very 80s song and sound that did not age so well well i mean sure that's up for interpretation uh i i i, I would only agree with you a tiny bit but there, i would say there's nothing wrong with uh sounding two 80s What's wrong with that? It's great Absolutely stuff. not. Great stuff. Uh, I'm going to interrupt you here quick because we've got some uh, YouTube comments coming in before we get back oh, to yes, the tweets. Please, please. Uh, first, Christy says, uh, should I not listen to the episode? Will it kill it for me? Uh, and then... Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Chaz responded with, uh, it's like the Brokeback Top Gun clip. Context changes everything. Yep, 100%. <laughs> uh, but then, then Chaz also said it was their funniest episode ever. So uh, thank, thank you very you. much for that. Yep, uh, that, that's the, the glory and wonder that is... Uh, John Mariano, he's the STD that just won't go away. Uh, Chaz says, uh, I'm illiterate too. Well, so am I, my friend, so uh, join the club. Uh, Christy uh, came back with, I heard it upstairs in the recording room while it happened. It sounded like Mark had fallen at one point. Did, did you she fall? I, I fell down. Yeah. She thought I fell because I was laughing so hard or I was just making so much noise uh, just <laughs> in my confusion that uh, she had to check on me to make okay. sure everything was okay. <laughs> well, and, uh, here's a comment from Gene who says, uh, you're a lot cheaper than therapy. I'm still here. All right, we still got Gene. Right, That's yeah. awesome. Thanks, buddy. Glad you're still here. And then uh, Christy can can vouch uh, for, for that. So, for something. Whatever for, that is. For something, is, yeah. For it. yeah. She's vouching for it. <laughs> maybe, maybe the funniest episode. I'm not sure. Or the fact that Mark fell down. One of the two. So One of the two. Yeah, yeah. sure. It's fine. But... Uh, uh, so back oh, to the, uh, some, some oh. dude named Sean Geek and Fast Fred said, you're also damn pretty. Isn't that true? Oh, Isn't that true? <laughs> well, we try. One we got some eye candy space. on the show here. Yeah. This is the best spaces in podcasting right here. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason uh, mine stays audio only. Look at how little hair there is, right? There's only like two people. That... I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, from my perspective, it's a challenging wank. Like it's a real time. <laughs> I'm trying, yeah. Thank God John's not here because he'd be spooging all over the place, yeah. Like I said, that, that Zoom call from two months ago, you don't want to be a part of. Oh, boy. All right, moving up, back to the tweets. Uh, Scott Everett says, Love, Love Walks In. Music has matured and got more pop, but still all around fantastic. Sammy with meaningful lyrics that match the music brilliantly. Not going to be everyone's favorite because change is hard. He goes on to say, when the music matures and the podcast doesn't, wow, <laughs> pulls at the heartstrings, reach for the opening in her heart. This don't, this don't that hard. I'm, I'm sure you meant to say something smart there. Yeah. Sammy does a really nice job in the lyrics on this one, if you think a little. Oh, I see. Well, clearly uh, you haven't listened to the show much, Scott, because you know we don't think here at the podcast because uh, we're not thinking experts you, you don't come to listen to us think so you know it is what it is uh, uh and no i'm i'm uh not going to uh, mature the podcast with the music mr poopy pants moving on <laughs> false premise says it's definitely a different vibe from the original van halen with david lee roth but the lead and background vocals are great the piano hook is killer and the guitar solo is pure eddie van halen mastery in fact you might call the tone dreamy Ooh. what dreams are made of 
nicely said, uh, well said, even if uh, I only kind of agree with you on a couple of those things. Uh, Brad Gould said, one of Eddie's best solos, even on the much-bashed live album. Probably so, because that solo does rip. Mm -hmm. And uh, Josh at Upper Mid says, well-crafted and played pop song, the lyrics could have included intergalactic tummy sticks, and I still would listen. (laughs) What the hell are intergalactic tummy sticks i i i don't know do don't i want to know no Ask I don't, john john yeah. i feel like john would know john would know. um and uh that's it that's it for the tweets didn't get hit as hard as i thought i was going to personally uh just that uh, we're not mature enough to be talking about uh van halen lyrics it, even when it's, they are it's, it's literally a song about aliens like, like it's not no, about tugging at her heartstrings it's about aliens Corey. If you just would think a little, that's true. <laughs> then you would know that but, but, it's just not about aliens. It's my, it, wow, Corey. My my, my best, best friend, friend Chaz Charles says thinking. We don't need no stinking thinking here, and I agree hundred <laughs> percent. And I still upvoted the song. I like the song. Mark's the one that fucked on it. He hates it. <laughs> Mark's the one that ruined the uh, the full sweep uh, of of yeses. Like that's sorry. Right. Sometimes I sometimes. Uh, I have to be the uh, contrarian, or maybe it was just an off show. I tended to be agreeing with John Mariano a little too much in that show. So he brainwashed you. Yeah, he brainwashed he, he, you. Well, he, he nearly did. He nearly did until <laughs> I said, no, I am not voting this a yes. Um, but uh, there, you, there you have it. There are the tweets. There's what everyone says. And uh, I'm, I'm fully prepared for everyone on the panel to tell me how crazy I am for downvoting that song. It's okay. It's okay. Well, Christy says, Dan, Mark, way to go. Uh, I know. <laughs> it's disappointment all around. But you know what's not disappointing? This star-studded crew that we have and the show that we are about to give to you because it is that time to go to the wheel. And before we spin it, We've got to manifest. Take a shot. Uh, so now that we have uh, uh, so many people other than Corey and myself, this is uh, this is going to be real, real interesting. So starting over there at the uh, at the end of the table, there we're going to start with the the brothers Sean Geek and Fast Fred. There, Todd, I'm going to start with you. On this live show, you're joining us. Thank you so much for being here. What song? Do you want the wheel to bestow upon us that we can talk about? What's one that we haven't done that you're just itching to talk about? Top Jimmy. Oh, we've, we've done, done Top, top Jimmy. Jimmy. Top we've done, done Top yeah. Jimmy. So Good pick, though. Great <laughs> song. Good pick. Yeah. Did you want me to pick another one? Yes. Pick yeah. What's your backup? My backup? Uh, mm-hmm. Unchained. We've done Unchained. Yeah, that okay. Great. <laughs> 0 for 2. <laughs> You can tell Todd listens to the show. Uh, let's see. Um, pretty Woman. Well, Todd uh, is a big fan of the show. It's, 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 we, we appreciate him. Um, Todd doesn't listen to our show either, so it's fine. He's, know, it's totally fine. You're, Todd, you're going to feel so good uh, when you go back and look at our, our catalog and see all of these songs that you want to talk hear about so much. Uh, we, have, we have them all. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna skip you for now. I'm gonna go over to Sean. <laughs> Sean, uh, uh, what about you, man? What uh, what song would you like for this live show for us to really dig into? Lost control, lost control, lost control. That's well, what I want. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Very good one. Just just so, because I, I don't yeah. know. I, I've been listening to Women and Children First a lot because of your show, I guess, more than anything. And I keep forgetting what a great album it is. And there's just so much great stuff on there. And it's it it it's kind of like a deep track album, you know. Yeah. So I want to hear that one. Ooh, awesome! Just because the, the the solo the solos in that song are are wicked. Well, let's. And I want to hear Mark listen to them and go, "Holy shit!" That would be uh that probably a good reaction because uh, I my familiarity with that particular track is is very very minimum. So yeah, I would love the pleasant surprise. So here's hoping. But uh, Scott, Scott, what what uh, what particular track uh, are you aiming to hear that we can talk about tonight? I don't think that you've done the song as is, have you? I don't believe we no. have. No, I don't think. Don't so. believe we've done as but is. So. Before we go on, I I'm feeling very uncomfortable when I don't know about something. Mm-hmm. So being part of the Deep Dive Podcast Network, of course, I had to dig into this uh, intergalactic tummy sticks thing. <laughs> <laughs> so according to Urban Dictionary, which is a, you know, I, this is the hallmark I mean, of, of definitions. We all uh, use it. Tummy sticks, and we're just going to have to add the word intergalactic to the yeah. definition. Uh, tummy sticks is a situation commonly referred to as a game whether you ever want to play it or not, I'll leave up to you, in which two erect men cuddle closely and face-to-face, causing their two erect penises or sticks to push upwards between their stomachs or tummies. Sticks combine with tummies, hence the name tummy sticks. So um, uh-huh. in case you mute my mic for the rest of the show, it's been really <laughs> great to, to be on. And uh, there you have it. I am all of a sudden very glad John Mariano is not here. <laughs> don't invoke his name because you know he, he he's like uh, he's like that Beetlejuice fella. He's just gonna yeah. Or... Don't say it three times. Look in the mirror, otherwise he's gonna or show up. Chrissy said he'll bust in like the Kool Aid Man and just like there he is. Um, that's that is accurate. So that's so true, everyone yeah. everyone. Shh. Uh, Kevin Brown, uh, what particular song of the Van Halen catalog would you like to hear that we may not have done? I got two. I got one DLR, one Sammy. Oh, please. Sammy, I, I think, you know, for an episode like this, I think Pound Cake would just take the roof off. It would be because it's such a great song. I want to talk about Alex's drums on that song are mm-hmm. off the chart. Yep. Or the other song that I've been obsessed with lately is I'm the One. Oh, and that's so that, the, the guitar and that I honestly think, when you listen to the, especially when you listen to the isolated guitar track from that song, that might be the single greatest rock guitar performance of all time. Any band, any era, it's just incredible. And I've been, I've been getting into Phil X lately, and he does a... Um, uh, YouTube, on his YouTube channel there's an episode called No One Swings Like The King and he breaks down exactly why that song's so hard to play because of Eddie's really very specific swing that he had so either I'm the one or Pound Cake are the ones I'm rooting for fantastic love them both uh, before you keep going Mark we, we got some uh, uh, some uh, viewers uh, who want to manifest something uh, Chaz yes. wants to uh, manifest a return of how many say I because he's a glutton for punishment I guess so uh, no that's off the wheel that's yeah, not happening I- Chaz I'm sorry we like you, Chaz. We like you a lot, but honestly, with all due respect, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Connor Burton says, Romeo Delight. That'd be a great one, too, right? That's a great pick. And, uh, and our good friend uh, Gene says, Light Up the Sky. There's another classic uh, Dave track. So uh, we, we, got, we got some really good ones there. And actually, uh, somebody 
Uh, I don't have their name offhand, but they actually said they were manifesting I'm the one. They couldn't be here tonight, but they were manifesting I'm the one. So that's another one along with Kevin. That's a double manifestation. So hopefully that one comes through. Well, there you go. Both the powers. Uh, Corey, before I move on to you, you get uh, another second to uh, to kind of make your guesses, make your decision. Um, my dear, what song would you like to manifest on the show? She burned her manifestation. She doesn't have to say it out loud. I'll say it out loud for her. She wants Amsterdam. Amsterdam. I was so, gonna guess that. Yep. Yep. It's gonna be Amsterdam. That's that's the. That's, you don't fool me. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so there you have it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of Sammy, a lot of Sammy manifestations. I'm not mad about it. Corey, how about you? Well, uh, we have one more come in uh, from our good friend Brian. He wants little guitars. Great one off of uh, Diver Down. That'd be fantastic. Um, Chaz is laughing maniacally, uh, of course. as he always I think, does. I think when we covered that uh, Diver Down on our episode, that was ranked like a top one of the top three songs on the album for us. Yeah, if I remember correctly, and it, it would be for me too. That's a, an absolute top, standout. Uh, top I'm one gonna, for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to cop out like Kevin did and pick two. Uh, because he's a coward and I'm a coward. We're both from Saskatchewan. I'm going to pick a Sammy and a Dave uh, for a Sammy track. I, I'm feeling in the mood to fuck. Uh, we haven't had a lot of fucking going on here. And, but, uh, not so much, uh, no. Kevin picked Pound Cake, which I would not be mad at. Oh, there you go. boy. And uh, it's very cold in Canada. Yeah, you got to do something to keep warm. It's very uh, cold today. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Runaround, uh, which is, uh, oh, God, one of my favorites from... Uh, F-U-C-K, so I'm hoping for that one. Uh, for a Dave track, somebody get me a doctor. This is why I don't sing, but uh, I've been in Van Halen 2 kick, uh, and uh, somebody get me a doctor is one of my favorite tracks off that one. So those are the two I'm going to go with. Mark Kameyer, uh, what are you in the mood for? And don't pick Amsterdam because that's what Christy picked. Actually, you know, put on your big boy pants and pick a Mark song. I've got my big point pants on right now so uh no i'm not gonna pick that uh because i already knew that was going to be manifested so i am also gonna give you uh give you two okay i'm going to uh obviously have a sammy tune and that tune is uh one i've been waiting for and i think now's the time i want humans being oh yes that's the one i want that's the one i want to just absolutely talk about uh to the live long day and then the other track is this david lee Roth. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Uh, era tune and it's called 
ain't talking about love because we still <laughs> haven't done it and i really want it because it's so damn good and uh you know and i don't care if you already know how i'm gonna vote against it it's fine it's a great tune why why shouldn't we be discussing it so those are my two picks for this live show awesome all right well there are currently six of us on the call uh so i'm going to bring up the wheel here six times Yep, uh, let's uh, do a fade. Okay, everybody on the stream should be able to see. Now, how can I interact with this? Do, 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 interact. Okay, we're going to shuffle this. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right, Sammy's warming up his pipes. Here we go. Let's find out what we get. Here we go. We go. Oh, we almost got run around. Oh, we were so we close. We almost got oh. it. Oh, dancing in the streets from Diver Down, where we're literally an inch away from run around. So close. Oh, no. But still, we got dancing in the streets. Can we play Pleasure Dome instead? <laughs> Fuck you. Hey, there's still time. So, yeah. Yeah, we got another show that we're doing here. Yeah. Keep those manifestations. That's keep, a good keep going. Right there. Yeah. We made it 50 minutes without a Pleasure Dome reference. That's a record. <laughs> that is a record. <laughs> that is a record, yeah. All right. About, uh, about we're, making we're, it, but it didn't happen. Uh, Mark, take it away. We got that diver down. We got dancing in the streets. Oh we boy! Do, do. Yep. Uh, go ahead. What do you think? Yeah, not uh, not a Van Halen original. Uh, not one that the band, uh, according to uh, uh, you know, <laughs> what little research that we do, because we're not experts here, but uh, not ones that they thought uh, they wanted to do. Not ones they thought they could pull off. Uh, but here they are. They they recorded it. Uh, whether or not they pulled it off, well, I guess that will be up to us as on the panel to discuss whether or not we think they pulled that this song off. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Brown, uh, you have any fond memories of Dancing in the Street whatsoever without, uh, without uh, I guess, uh, uh, showing your hand? Without showing my hand? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have memories of it, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have specific memories of the Bowie and Jagger um, cover, which... Parachute pants. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it ain't great, and you know it's. I don't know. It's got some Eddie guitar in it, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. Once once I listen to it again, I haven't listened to it for a while. I'll say that. There we go. Uh, I I happen to notice a particular reaction from Sean. Uh, you're. It doesn't seem like you're excited to talk about this particular track. Uh, any any reasons why? Well, if anyone listened to our episode on the album Diver Down <laughs> that we had Eric Senich on, which on uh, we had we we talked about this one quite a bit i'm gonna save it for this episode to talk about my right. love for this song <laughs> <laughs> oh i can't wait to get into the uh the finer details of this all uh let's see uh the the, the fond memories i have of dancing in the street is there's a scene in sister act two <laughs> in which uh the nuns all perform on the street this song um, it's not exactly the Van Halen version of it, but uh, early <laughs> memories of this song for me personally, uh, yeah, that that pops up. Uh, as for Van Halen's cover of it, uh, I'll save it. I'll save it for when we actually get into uh, the meat of the song. But uh, Scott, uh, how about you? Fond memories or just memories? 
Uh, I I know I've heard the version by Van Halen a couple times, but my memory actually goes to uh, the original version of the song. Uh, growing up in Detroit, for some reason, down near Cobo Hall, which no longer exists, which was right down the street from Joe Louis Arena, which no longer exists, uh, there was a fountain in the shape of a wing nut, because of course there was, and there was a commercial film there where they played the original version of the song, and they had choreographed this huge dance number with lots of people. It was the first time I had seen anything like it. So it it had made an impact. It's a good song. Uh, I don't remember much about Van Halen's version of it, so I'm curious to be refreshed. All right. Well, a refreshment is what you will get. And uh, speaking of which, you know, everyone have it handy because there's a good chance uh a lot of uh repeated phrases will come into play and you will have to do your due diligence and take <laughs> your shots so here we are uh cory uh whenever uh everything is queued up and you're ready i'm ready let's uh give dancing in the street from diver down a listen Just out of curiosity, Corey, does anyone have any mulligans left? <laughs> I'm just curious. Apropos of nothing, I'm as just it, curious. As it, as it turns I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with you, Kev. Okay. This is my mulligan. <laughs> to get me through this song. <laughs> You know, on the um, which, which song was it you guys did? Um, we were talking about Jan Hammer. That was the one before last week, right? Which I can't remember which episode that was. But that this song's got that, that was Ali. Right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Ali. yeah. And this has got that almost sort of programmed drums, a real mm -hmm. sort of those 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 key chains, that step down key change. It's got all the hallmarks of that axe left kind of Beverly Hills Cop feel to it to me, right? So straight out the gate, it doesn't sound anything like Van Halen at all. It sounds like it belongs to the Miami Vice soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. no one else is to cut in so i think I, probably, I don't know i'm sorry uh we don't want to i know we don't want to sort of prolong this but um does anyone know whose idea it was to cover this one was this was it dave what's well, it dave yep 100 all the way sure. yeah yeah this one and it, you know i mean we talk about dive it down it's my least favorite van halen album other than three i think probably just because the covers are just they're so jarring when you've got little guitars on there, which is so fantastic. And some of the other originals are really good songs. And then you've got these weird choices for covers. And this is such an odd choice, right? They could have done anything. They could have done an easy Top song. They could have done a fucking Chuck Berry song or something. It's something that sort of fits a little bit closer. But I think in trying to take on these songs like Old Pretty Woman and this one that is so far away from their normal sound, I just don't think they hit it. They should really have just covered "Beat It" on this album and just yeah, you know, <laughs> make a circular reference about it. Honestly, like yeah, yeah. imagine if they covered "Beat It" instead of this. I think it would be cool as hell. There, there was kind of already a, a Van Halen involvement with "Beat It," uh, yeah. so you know, would it really have been a cover? 
It would have been cool to hear Dave Lee Ross sing that, though, actually. Hell yeah. That, that would have been a really cool song for him to sing. Yeah. You can definitely tell that uh, this this was a Dave pick of a song because he you can hear just how much fun he's having uh, uh, yeah, singing right. it. Um, as far as the, everyone else in the band goes, who's to say? Yeah. Uh, but uh, you can I can hear it in Dave's voice. He's just he absolutely just wants to uh, go full on. Uh, I believe we even have a comment uh, in the uh, in the chat right now. Uh, <coughs> Saying that uh, Dave Dave was absolutely right about the song and they and they owned it uh, by Chaz. That's what Chaz says. So uh, I don't well I don't know if they owned it entirely. We've just got into the song, but you can definitely tell uh, Dave was jazzed about doing it. It's it, you can hear it. Not this could have word. easily been the fifth track on Crazy from the Heat, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it didn't need the Van Halen brothers on here at all. Yeah, it, it, it kind of has no, a like, just a gigolo kind of vibe to it, doesn't it? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's that's because it's got Dave's inflection just all over it. So I mean, you know, just like mm. just a gigolo. What do you think, Todd? You're you're a big uh, guitar guy. All we got here is uh, synthesizers. Uh, what are you thinking? Oh, when I first heard it, I had that constipation look on my face, <laughs> and I'm going, "What am I listening to?" Like I'm 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 waiting for Haley to come in, and all of a sudden he hears wop 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 at the beginning, and I mean I, I know he had he'd done some keyboards and some songs, but. But this was this was something right out of left field. Well, it, and Ch- uh, yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. Chaz says, uh, "Watch the videos live." Ed is a shit-eating grin. Every video I've ever seen. So <laughs> that's just his trademark. <laughs> yeah, he kind of grinned like that on everything. But uh, yeah, I, I get it. Gonna... Chaz is a big, uh, big, big fan of this track, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, if I heard this on the radio from the beginning i would not have thought it was a van halen song as it went into the song i probably would have thought it was a david lee roth solo song yeah mm-hmm. because it doesn't really feel like it has that van van halen stamp on it but i i do love that uh heavy reverb that they've got on dave's voice during the verse that really trails off nicely i, I like that in the production excellent let's keep rolling <laughs> And that chorus is screaming out for Michael Anthony doing high harmony on that lead vocal. Yeah. Like, I know they've got the ooze in the background, but that would have just killed, right? I mean, because I think in the original Martha and the Vandellas, that's, it's, the vocals are layered all throughout, and it would have been so cool to hear that. And Ed, right? Just, yeah. just really layer and fatten that chorus up because it just, it's a little bit thin maybe in the chorus. I don't know. And, and, and it's so great uh, on the dancing in the streets whenever they come in, right? Yeah, just more of that. And even Charles says, those harmonies, yeah, give us more. Yeah, on the chorus, it would have beefed that up quite nicely. You're, I agree with you 100%. Was Eddie even singing on the harmonies there? Or was that just was that just Michael? I'm not, not even really sure. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It's hard, hard to tell from tell. listening yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah, it felt like there was another voice in there, uh, but I'm not, yeah, it couldn't tell you.
you hear that cowbell? I've only yeah. just noticed that. I only just picked yeah. up on that. Yeah. <laughs> those, little, those little doubles on the cowbell. I was like, oh, actually, I quite like that. That's pretty I good. I purposely <laughs> didn't mention it because I was hoping somebody else would catch it and, until we got to the end of the song go like, really? Nobody mentioned the cowbell? We, we have three drummers on the panel. I was waiting for one of them, and Kevin finally piped up. So. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. It, it does give it a little bit of a Latin feel uh, yeah. just because of the way that, that the beat is. I mean, not that a cowbell would necessarily do that, but just with that beat, it definitely has that feel. Uh, I really like it, though. I, I think uh, it while it doesn't feel to me like a Van Halen song, I, I still like it on its own. So one thing too, like I, I don't know, Scott, on the producing side, because I know you've done a lot more of that than certainly, <laughs> it's not in my bailiwick, but they've got that low end bass on the keyboard on the synth, and mm -hmm. it's almost clashing with what Mike's playing on the bass, because there is a there's, a there's a bass in there for sure, but it's almost sort of, yeah. you're taking up the same sonic space with those two parts, it seems to muddy it a little bit. I don't know, do you, you catching that or is that me being crazy? No, I, I thought about that too. I think for me, uh, if I were engineering this song, I probably would have panned them a little bit differently so that they could each survive in their own space, maybe EQ'd uh, some of the low end or put a little more gain on one of them just to separate the sound a little yeah. bit more. Uh, but yeah, I, I do I do feel like they're kind of muddying each other up a little bit. How different would this song have been if Eddie would have transposed it from the keyboard to his guitar? Just to, kind of kind of yeah. the same way as, as ACDC yeah. did with Thunderstruck. Yeah, I mean, he, he's doing the same riff pretty much throughout the whole song, but it's through the guitar and not the keyboards. Mm. And he could have, I mean, in all the effects and, and tricks and sounds yeah. that he uses, I mean, he uses everything with the guitar. I mean, he'll he'll tickle the, I mean, the the springs on the back of the guitar just to get them to ring in the background yeah. or, you know, give a scrape up the very, very top where the neck is just to give some, some unique sound. So I could see him doing something totally different to this song if he would have just done it to the guitar. I, I would have been curious to see what he would have came up, came up with. And what about, and with the 5150 sound? I think that oh, yeah. tone worked really well with this because that, that's uh, only got yeah. a bit more, yeah, bit more treble on it, a bit more staccato kind of punch to it. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, wasn't that the problem though? Is that he didn't have any ideas of what to do with it, and so they it's, kind of yeah. defaulted to this? Yeah, that's maybe. exactly it, Scott. Yeah. yeah, Eric had brought it up on our show where he had said he didn't have anything prepared, so this is like a half finished song because he didn't. I don't have I don't have anything, and they're like, okay, well here's everything. And they just kind of <laughs> put it in without like really finishing the song. So just a rush job. Couldn't come up with anything. Yeah. I'm and I stop putting so much into my music and get famous. <laughs> it's funny. I, I found a quote from Dave here, which is kind of interesting. He says, uh, "Quote: It sounds like more than four people are playing when, in actuality, there are almost zero overdubs. That's why it takes us such a short time amount of time to record." Huh. Yeah, well, that, that sounds like a, we need two more songs for the album. Let's just do something. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Get through it. And we've got, we've got no more studio time left. Just that's good enough. I don't know. Does anybody know how long it, how long it took to make this album? Because this album was like rushed, right? Oh, yeah. They did Oh, Pretty Woman. It charted. It did really well. And it's like suddenly they suddenly had to put together an album. So they had to three. rush it through really quick. I wonder what the what that time frame was. It says January to March 82. Three months. Three months. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. That's yeah. a short time. Yeah, that's crunch. That's a very short time. Yeah. <laughs> that's criminal. Like, yeah. if they had six months on this, 
I think this song probably would have been better yeah. or it might not have been on here at all. Yeah. You know? But yeah, that was the grueling schedule back then. Like album, 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 keep going. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, this, this one was unique, unique in that they were going to take a break. And then David said, we need, we need something to tide people over or they're going to forget about us. So they put out Oh Pretty Woman and it charted, like you said, Sean. And then the, the label's like, we need an album now. So yeah, they had like no time to go in there and cut it. And he only had a few songs, things like little guitars and stuff. And then- Well, here's, here's, the, here's, here's an interesting thing is, cause Dave had, had propositioned using Dancing in the Streets before. So what if they had done that song instead of Oh Pretty Woman and that's the one they had done, done a video for and wearing parachute pants and stuff. And they had <laughs> released it and it didn't chart. Then they wouldn't have had to go into the studio so quickly for this album. And then maybe they would have put something else out that would have been quite a bit different. Maybe Fair Warning would have happened a little sooner. So you're blaming uh, the success of Oh Pretty Woman? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, because they, they had three months to do this album though, right? Yeah. Because of yeah, Pretty yeah. Woman was so huge yeah. for them suddenly oh shit now we we have three months to put an album out Which well one, have, you, have you guys have you guys ever heard the kinks version of this song yeah no yeah I yeah like yep. there's just if you're a rock band covering this song that's your template surely sure you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. it's, it's stripped down it's really choppy and easy and a bit kind of garage feeling it's you know? weird that they didn't do that that's actually yeah. pretty interesting or did the kinks come out before van halen or after oh god that was on like their I think they're like their first or second album. Oh, so that okay, would have okay. been, yeah, yeah, yeah. So way that before. That would have been 60s, yeah. yeah. Way before. Well, it, it, it just seems to me like Dave had a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings about wanting to do this particular track. So yeah. may, maybe it was on him where he was saying like, no, no, we can do it, but let's make it sound like this. You know, or like, try that. And like, okay, sure. Because you, I'm not going to argue with you. We don't have enough time. So... Uh, yeah, just maybe maybe because it sounds the way it does is because that's what Dave wanted to do. I, I don't yeah. know. It's kind I, of it funny, though, too. Sorry, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say it could have been a specifically conscious effort to not sound like the Kinks. Mm, also, yeah, it maybe. already, right? Mm-hmm. Geez, the Grateful Dead covered this, too. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no thank you you're, you're gonna Sorry. play that during this episode right <laughs> if i could find it sorry sure. to all the all the deadhead fans out there but or all the all the deadheads i'm i'm sorry but no not, not my jam god i've never heard that, that mark, mark isn't that, that your next podcast that you're doing right you're doing a, a grateful dead podcast yeah damn it was my understanding yeah you got me <laughs> cats out of the bag uh, surprise <laughs> maybe save playing that song until the end when everyone's logged off <laughs> and it'll keep going in a, in a endless loop like all dead songs until uh, the next morning there you go uh just to sean's point real quick he said maybe had they released dancing in the streets first it wouldn't have charted it was a top 40 hit uh was it during, really yeah it hit number 38 so uh really wow. yeah wow yeah, it was a big song yeah all yeah. right uh chaz has a couple comments we should get to uh this was ed flying under the radar on synth like on fair warning a sign of things to come uh, and then he says, no one thought of him seriously playing with synth, so. Ha, you dumb bastards. It was coming <laughs> at you full force whether you wanted it to or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
We can tell Dave's loving this song. Like he sounds great on this track. Yeah. And it's a great song. Man, this is a great song. Like that minor key into the into the pre-chorus there. It's beautiful. It's such a great little dynamic shift in that song. I, I, I like I like I love the original like some of the versions, just yeah. I've just got what's been bugging me. There's been something picking away oh, at my brain. Man. Legs. <laughs> Legs by ZZ Top. Oh my god, it's the same yeah. beat. Eddie yeah. loves There you go. That's it's been there's something itching yeah. them. Like I can't quite put my finger on why this arrangement sounds somewhat familiar, and that's what it is. <laughs> Except Legs came out eighty three. This was eighty two. Oh <gasps> ZZ Top stole it from Eddie. <laughs> god damn. They stole it from Alex, really, because a lot of the a lot of the ZZ Top stuff was based on that that riding the hi hat beat, right? right? Yeah. You know? Which I, I'll be honest, I, I'm actually grooving on the drums on this song. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Alex is is you know, for Van Halen, it's all Alex for me, and then it's Eddie because just just because I'm a drummer. But the, the the beat in this is actually quite good, and I remember learning to play this song, and it was it was fucking hard. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, like like all his simple songs are, right? Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like the placement of the cowbell too because in a lot of spots it starts about an eighth note later than most people would play it, mm-hmm. and and every time I'm like, that's that's definitely an Alex thing right there. Yeah, just behind the beat. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, uh, you guys are out, the guitar guys on the panel are way outnumbered by the drummers. So let's start with Todd. Uh, what did you think about that guitar solo? The solo portion is great. I mean, he does his hammers, hammer-ons, and pull-offs, and you know his squealing and everything else. The, the typical uh, Eddie. Um, so yeah, I mean the guitar part, I've, I have no problem with that. It's it's just the 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 keyboards throughout the song. It's just so distracting. It just seems like it's almost like it's one song and okay okay now eddie's going to come out and now it's going to be a whole different song um that that's my opinion on it mark it's like we keep talking about how this was rushed and this song was probably rushed even even the way you know sounding the way it does but then if that's if all of that is true and eddie said well i still gotta throw a solo on top of it, it was like yeah sure but i mean you know, we only have so much time. I'll think of something. And that's what he came up with. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. He just provided you like the extra flavors. You know, some people don't season their potato salads. And he, Eddie gives you all the seasoning of the potato salads. And folks that don't even like potato salad would be like, that tastes really good. Because that's just what Eddie's good at. He's good at seasoning your shit to make it sound like, and well, taste so much better. Um, so like say what you will about the song and how it's gone so far, but how do you just not fall in love with that solo? That solo is fantastic. Chaz says signature Eddie. 
Uh, absolutely right. Okay, drummers, your time to weigh in. Let's start with Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Alex, man. I mean, it's, it's like I've said that on, I think on one of the other episodes that I was on that I love Alex when he's when he's sitting sort of just slightly in the pocket and really sitting on the groove and not doing as much as he can do all the time. And this is another example of he's just putting a beautiful little groove in there, but adding those little flavors in on Cowbell. And it's typical, you've got those little hat lifts and all sorts of things. He's not doing massive fills or anything. But it's so cool because it gives so much space to the rest of the song. I think it's that's his strength and that's the, the thing that always blows me up. And the, the, the thing that I manifested, Poundcake, that's the best example of it. And when he does that, I think he's just such a powerful drummer and very understated in the way that he plays. So <laughs> I, I, I love what Alex does on the cymbals, uh, especially underneath Eddie's solos. He always puts on a little flourish somewhere uh, on, his, on a hat or something, uh, somewhere, which is just fantastic. Uh, Scott, what did you think? I'm I'm going to disagree with Kevin just a little bit. I I think it's too simple. Um, I like the cowbell. I think that's a great addition. It really adds a different flavor. But I I would like at least a couple of transitional fills, maybe going into the powerful chorus or coming out of it back into the verse. I I, I wouldn't want a lot of you know too much of that. Not not overextended playing. Uh, but but at least a little something more transitional because I think what he's playing is is great. But it's it just needs a little bit more than what we're getting. But I, I like that he's laying back, but I think he's laying a little too far back for my taste. All right, Sean, you're the tiebreaker. Uh, what did you think about Alex uh, during that section? Well, he's the only thing redeeming this song for me at the moment. So, <laughs> Ooh. Um, well, no, like like Dave is great. Dave's having a good time. It's but he's like he's he's singing a different song. Like he's in a different room, playing with different guys or something. But I, I mean, I like. I like how he's adding in the cowbell. He's using a bit of a disco slash uh, like Latin beat. And and I just keep thinking back to the time he was playing with his dad, with Jan. And like they were playing all these like they're they're playing a lot of different things, a lot of um, just completely different things. And you can see him bringing that wealth of experience in. And yeah, he's he's laying back, but he's still like, I, I got to put some shit in. And he's still putting some shit in, which which is why I like Alex so much. Like even you can like, even in the solo, he's like, like Corey was saying, he's, he's adding a few things in and I could just imagine him looking at Eddie and you know, they're, they're kind of looking at each other and they're kind of playing off each other a little bit. And he's kind of adding a little flourishes in there. So I, I, I think this is taking a very boring song and then adding some flavor to it. Wouldn't you want to be a fly on the wall in those, in those, in those sessions, be a fly on the wall with Eddie and Alex working, working up these songs. And sort of oh, figuring yeah. out those little those little bits and pieces of what okay I'm gonna play I'm gonna come down here I'm gonna play an arpeggio so when you do that maybe just wash a cymbal just pride that and when that come here and I'm gonna open a play one chord that's where I've got to put a little bit of triplet on or something you know what I mean those little dynamic elements but I bet really you they don't talk about it it's just they it's look just natural. at each other and they yeah. just know it's just yeah. like I don't know that shit's brilliant yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, Chaz says this is as brown as it gets golden oldies became relevant to metalheads brilliant so that's kind of a cool way to look at it I thought. All right, we got 33 seconds left. Let's keep rolling. The big rock fade out. <laughs> Mark, are you having dustbuster issues right now? 
I don't know what the hell just happened, but the <laughs> Ghostbuster like turned itself on and then quickly off again. Like what? That's it. anyway. It's so Skynet. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's not even plugged in, so I don't under. So if all of you watching out there was wondering what the hell was happening with me over here, that's what happened. So that's John anyway. Mariano possessing your equipment in your home. God that's damn right. It. He, he's oh, like uh, he's like uh, Luke Skywalker in Last Jedi. He's in uh, Delaware right now, floating in the air and just <laughs> yes. fucking with your shit. Yeah. There's nothing to do in Delaware, so he used all of his dark force power. That's right. To make his presence known, and it was in the the form of a. Have a high count i believe so 100 I mean, percent. yeah if you saw his like, jizz you would know yeah maybe he's like oh. voldemort and that's one of his horcruxes <laughs> <laughs> something through that thing now kill it oh, thanks my. for nerding oh. that right out that's awesome Finn just said what if that's one of his horcruxes so great we have a mariana horcrux and it's like, I, this is a bad time to have this te- death eater tattoo and mariana would 100 percent put a horcrux in a dustbuster you know that he, he would because you'd never expect it you'd never yeah. expect it so i think anyway. it's called a horcrux anal probe i believe is what it's called <laughs> that's uh that's the other the other horcrux out there anywho that was dancing in the streets uh, and uh, every this this panel has had a lot to say about it, but uh, now now comes the the real real question though, and that's when we ask: Is this song what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? So we're gonna start, I think, with Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown, you know the drill. You give uh, old uh, Corey a thumbs up or down. Was dancing in the street. This cover of Van Halen of theirs uh, was it? What dreams are made of, or what? Did it just not work, and the dream just fell flat for you? Yeah, it's just I don't know. Like it's one of those. It, it, it's a throwaway kind of. Eh, we'll do this, and like someone else said, like it's got that feel of a Dave Lee Ross solo track. And I think, Todd, you said too, like it's got an identity crisis. It doesn't really know what it wants to be. And that kind of sums up Dive It Down to a, lot of, a large extent to me. It's got that thing of, well, are we rocking? Are we popping? What's going on? So to me, it's just, it's an unfinished idea that could have been something, but it just didn't end up being anything. So, mm. Well, there you go. There's a one down vote. Uh, we're going to move on on. Uh, Scott, what say you? Uh, you were You were kind of like, unfamiliar with van halen's uh uh go at this particular song so having heard what you've heard and having uh listened to everything that was said is the dream over for you as well or is this what dreams are made of honestly the the thing for me i don't think it's a bad song but the issue that I have with it is I don't hear it as a Van Halen song. I just don't think there's enough of a Van Halen stamp on it for me to really say this is a good Van Halen song. I think this is David Lee Roth with a bunch of session musicians and Alex. Okay. Uh, I, I like it. I, I actually like the keyboards. I think it, they're very 80s. They would have been great on like an episode of Hunter for a car chase scene. But uh, <laughs> as a Van Halen song, I'm going to say, no, it doesn't work. Right. Ooh, that is two no's in a row. That's rare. It's rare when we get those, but here we are. Uh, and uh, as if I even need to ask, but I'm going to ask anyway, because that's the show. Sean, yay or nay? Dream is 
I was very clear on our fair warning episode how much I hate this song. So it'd be no surprise to anybody. Even Eric was like, I think Eric thought I was being a little too harsh, but I, I, I don't know. It's it's a skipper for sure. I mean, the solo is great. Alex is great, but it's not enough to carry the song. Mm. <laughs> well, that's all I got. Yeah, that, that, that's all he's got now. But uh, do go over to that episode and uh, listen to, I'm sure, a more in-depth uh, analysis uh, on his reasonings there. Uh, so, Todd, we, we, we befall upon you. Do you agree <laughs> with Sean, or are you going to uh, be contrary? Typical. Yeah, everybody touched. <laughs> everybody touched a good angle of this song so far, and they're all exactly right. I mean, Dave, this is a Dave song. This is something that he probably brought up. And says, you know what? This is what I want to do. You guys figure it out. And it, it, it just kind of went the way it came together. Like Eddie's solo was great. I mean, he did the same thing with Beat It. He just walked in here, threw something together, and he's number <laughs> one. So I mean. The solo is fine. The keyboards, I'm not a fan of. Not not those keyboards. Like 1984, the the keyboards on that album are great. I don't know if they were just kind of experimenting to see if he could do something, but uh, to me, it was uh, it's definitely not one of their best songs. Ooh, well there you go. Uh, almost a uh, a full sweep. So then we turn it over to my co-host Corey. Uh, are you on the same negative train or are you going to shoot for the stars and say that, in <laughs> fact, this is what dreams are made of? All right. I'll tell you what. I don't disagree with anything you guys are saying. And coming into the show and we spun this, I was this dream is over. But there's enough good stuff here. Like, I was on the fence the whole way. There's enough good stuff for me. I'm going to slightly give it, this is what dreams are made of. Because Eddie Solo rocks, Alex kicks ass, and the harmonies are amazing. And Dave is really, yeah, I think his voice kind of fits this song. It reminds me a lot of Just a Gigolo, right? It, it's not a Van Halen song. I agree with you guys on that. Uh, the the synths, I'm not anti-synth, but they sound like shit. Like, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that whole uh, fucking vibe. But... There's enough good stuff here. And I, I don't feel like, the, you know, the, this should have the potential to be an 0 for 6, uh, the, this song. I don't think it's as bad as an Up for Breakfast or, or anything like that or Learning to See, which is a song I hated. There, or Spank, of course, Kevin's favorite. But there, there there's just enough here. I'm just going to edge it out. And I also feel like because Eric Senich would be here thumbs-upping all the live long day, he loves this song. Uh, so I, I got a little bit of Eric on my side, too. I, I figured I, I got to throw this a vote. Uh, on the fence, but there's just enough good stuff. I'm going to say this is what dreams are made of, Bud Barely. And actually, Chas, um, not real happy with the way the vote's going, says, Jesus, good times and parties. Let's listen to some Tool and Nirvana instead. There you go. <laughs> uh, Rainbow Flame says, uh, this may not be a great song after it's dissected 40 years later, but I remember when it came out and we all found it to be fantastic. Uh, Gene says this song is one of those instances where the individual parts are greater than the sum. Sure, yeah, all, all that's true. Um, so we got uh, four uh, are definite. This dream is over. Uh, one is a is a slight. Um, that's what dreams are made of. Mark Meyer, you're the last one to vote. What say you? Is this what dreams are made of, or 
is this stream over? <laughs> Let me tell you boys something. Nostalgia is a very powerful thing, okay? And there's a lot of nostalgia uh, that comes with this particular song. I mentioned uh, the, the sister act thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, but then when I heard Van Halen's version, I went, oh, and I'm a kid when I when I heard this uh, this track. And I go, oh, that sounds way better because it's Van Halen. Like, oh, I know who those guys are. Cool. They're actually, it's a, a good rock band doing this song that should by all intents and purposes not be in their wheelhouse whatsoever and yet i find it enjoyable literally everything uh cory said about all the good that is involved with the song is is what i take away with it as well uh i think the harmonies yeah, there's not a lot of harmonies in it but when they come in they are tight they are they are absolutely on 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 par which is where they need to be that is just i mean that's the beauty of van halen really as a band michael eddie you know everybody um and honestly listening to it and knowing what we know about how passionate for lack of a better term how passionate dave was about doing this particular track and when you know that and you listen to it and you listen to the way he is singing it i don't know it almost feels like look at that dave is actually having fun Fun. And when Dave's having fun, the whole band's having fun because you know, if he's not having fun, then nobody's having fun because he's Mr. Fun Guy. Would it have been better of a track on his solo outing? Probably. But then you wouldn't have gotten that rip-roaring solo by Eddie Van Halen. And honestly, we have discussed tracks in the past that have been not so great that, but have been saved by the beauty of uh, Eddie's solo. I think you could arguably put this particular track in that category too at least for me uh but as i say nostalgia is a powerful thing so if nothing else and again as Corey said i don't disagree with all the points you all made because is it a great van halen song well no because one it's not a van halen song but did they make it their own yeah I think they did in their own kind of way, and it works for me. Uh, and that's that's all that really that's all that I need personally. So at the risk of being a contrarian, there it is for me. Dancing in the streets is what dreams are made of. So there you are. The Mariano influence is strong. The Mariano <laughs> influence you've is just rubbed off. You were agreeing with him all last week, and you know I don't know. Well, I did use the dustbuster not that long ago, and when you touch a Horcrux, you know it's like the influence oh, kind of gets to you a little bit. So yeah, maybe there's some. Is Mariano in Delaware, or is he in the background of your pick, <laughs> your frame? There is he's he right behind you. He's playing cards with Christy. <laughs> Am I? And he's losing, right? so fuck him. <laughs> he's going to be delighted. We've mentioned him so many times on this broadcast. So. Oh, yeah. He, he will. Of course. It's, uh, he's going to start a new podcast with you, Corey, and uh, it's going to be fuck. just about uh, him. That's all I need is another goddamn podcast. <laughs> Speaking of which, i got to piss, Mark. Why don't you wrap this one up so we can take a break before show two? That's right. We are live, so uh, there you go. Uh, you guys, that will do it for uh, show number one, you guys. That's right. We are doing two shows because it's a live show. But on behalf of everybody on the panel, uh, Kevin, Scott, Sean, Todd, and Corey, and myself, uh, there you go. Uh, we'll be. Please tune in for part two 
of our uh, show next week uh, if you're tuning in uh, after the live show. But if you're here with us live, just stay put because we're going to come back at you again with another show, with another spin of the wheel from Van Halen. We are, and the podcast will rock, and we will rock you later. Happy holidays. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.